Welcome to Jedi Dropouts. I'm here with my co-host. He's not a father, but you can call him Daddy, Ryan Taylor. <laughs> and as always, I'm here with uh, a man with a mustache as wide as the Great Plains and, and a collection of Hawaiian shirts larger than Guy Fieri's Mr. James Moss. I actually do have a mustache right now. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, the start of one, well, good where I'm so blonde, um, Emily didn't even notice <laughs> that I've been growing a mustache for the past three days, nice. until we were playing Pokemon Go, like an hour ago, and the sun hit it, because <laughs> uh. it's just stubble at this point, too. And, like, we, we were out for, like, an hour and a half before she even noticed. <laughs> and then, like, the sun caught it, and she was like, how long have you left that mustache? What is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> she hates it when I do this, but I only do it because it gets such a great reaction out of her. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, then I shave it off, and then yep. I'll just, like, sneak it in there in a couple weeks again and get a reaction out of her again. I have this issue where, like, with a full beard, I look like Ryan Taylor. With a mustache, I look like, I don't know, uh, Larry the Cable Guy's stagehand. And (laughs) clean shaven, I look like, I don't know, like your 12-year-old nephew. Uh, (laughs) I lose a lot of years when I shave. (laughs) Yeah, well, I can't grow a full beard, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is the <laughs> J- Jedi Dropout's Father's Day episode. Um, we're a week late, as always. Um, and... Uh, There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Father's Day and being a week late. Oh. Oh, you went there. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I went there and bought the t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're fully in in the holiday spirit here. Um, you with your mustache and and I am wearing cargo shorts too. Nice, nice, good stuff, good stuff. You're 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 very very festive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should start putting up uh, Father's Day trees in 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 <laughs> like like at the beginning of June. Like, take a Christmas tree and fill it with like. Uh, Bob Seger albums and uh, <laughs> and like I don't know copies of Saving Private Ryan or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for all you dads out there listening, our dads may be included. I don't know if they'll listen to this. Um, happy belated Father's Day and. Um, just to get like like semi serious for like half a second here, uh, we're not just being inclusive here. Uh, stepfathers, adopted fathers, uh, father figures, uncles who stepped in and raised kids, whatever you are. If you consider yourself a dad, if anyone's ever considered you a dad, if you you were a father figure to someone, happy Father's Day to you. Single moms who are pulling double duty. Single moms. That yes, there you go. We're all we're we're here for all of it. We're all about the dads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and I guess uh, after doing the Father's Day episode, I, I'm thinking next year we're going to owe, uh, owe everybody a Mother's Day episode as well. I'm not sure what that'll constitute, but... Uh, uh, I, I, I can think of some ideas for yeah, that. Yeah, well, we, we, got a, we got a while to work on it. Um, so, uh, first off, let's get the only non-dad-related bit out of the way. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Uh, as always, we like to talk about news involving movies and video games and casting and so on. Uh, the last... The, the, we're finally concluding our uh, It Chapter 2 casting news. We've been covering this bit by bit over the last couple weeks. They have finally rounded out the Losers Club for Stephen King's It Chapter 2. Mike Hanlon is going to be played by Isaiah uh, Mustafa, who I never heard of, and then I looked him up, and he's the Old Spice guy. Really? Yeah, like that guy from those over-the-top Old Spice commercials. Yeah. <laughs> That's who they casted. Wow. <laughs> so like that is amazing. Right? Like uh, completely left field. Not anyone you would ever fan cast, but like <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And uh, this is a very very short bit of news, but like there's just those two we've really had to touch on. There's that one and have you heard much about the upcoming Spawn reboot? I have not. So, I th- I'm not sure if we talked about it back in the fall when it was announced, but Todd McFarlane is rebooting Spawn. Uh, we know that it is not an origin story. He's just jumping right into the world of Spawn. Uh, it is R-rated. It's coming from... Bloomhouse, who are like <laughs> the modern day masters of horror films and uh, they've casted Spawn he's gonna be played Ooh, he's, gonna, he's gonna be played by Jamie Foxx I don't know how I feel about that I like yeah like, I know what you mean cause I've, I've seen Jamie Foxx in some stuff that I was very iffy on in the past but Based on, like, um, Baby Driver was is a good one. I, I thought he was he, he was really menacing in Baby Driver, and I'm curious to see where they're going to go. I mean, I'm pretty sure Todd McFarlane himself is directing this. So, on one hand, it seems like an odd choice, but on the other hand, the guy who created the characters behind it, so... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's got some good judgment here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's it. That's literally all the news that I just had to include. There were little bits here and there, other stuff. Uh, Maybe we can finally just mention that it looks as though the Fox-Disney thing is finally for sure happening. And... Uh, yeah, we uh, put a little call out on Facebook just to get some ideas of stuff people are excited for. And it looks like mostly people are just excited for uh, a proper Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom sort of thing and not what we've got in the past. Yeah. 
which I'm also excited for. Uh, anyway, that's that's a little bit of news. We're going to get into the Father's Day mailbag. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited for this one. Uh, I, I put in my own little question just because I really felt like it was necessary. So, uh, before we get into the stuff people actually submitted, uh, James, my question for the Father's Day mailbag is, do you have a favorite dad joke? It's hard to think of one offhand. Um, Emily pointed out one today that I make very frequently. Okay. Because when we go out to play Pokemon Go, we always go down to West Street here in Cornerville because there's like four gyms, a bunch of poke stops in a very small vicinity. So we tend to walk left of that area because by the time you get to one end the poke stops have reloaded up at the other okay yeah and we usually park uh at the good house building which is where the shoppers drug mart on west street used to be before it closed yeah and there's a sign on the side of the building obviously for the winter that says um like watch out for falling ice and every time we pull in there, like, by that sign, even though it's, like, 22 degrees out today, <laughs> and we were both, like, sweating bullets, I still pointed at that sign, like, now watch for ice when you get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, every time we come down here, you make that joke. Like, are you preparing for, like, a couple years down the road when we have kids? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been preparing my whole life like <laughs> dad jokes are so my fucking thing uh, I'm trying to think like what's like oh uh, I guess like a two part question here cause there's your favorite dad joke but like um, do you have like a particular joke that your own dad made growing up like, like there's that thing where dads will make the same joke over and over and it's funny because of like <laughs> because of how not funny it is anymore uh I don't know about that no I don't know if I've heard dad tell the same joke too too many times he usually kept it pretty fresh okay okay I mean it's a pretty consistent thing for him to pick on my sister. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And when I was growing up, sometimes, um, yeah, dad just, dad likes to play dumb sometimes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And then, like, when people say something to him, he'll just be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> And then he'll just, like, shoot me this sly grin, like, he knew you know, what they were talking about beforehand. He just, you know, yeah. played dumb to, you know, just for badness. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of his recurring joke. Okay. Uh, when I was, like, real little, my dad had his go-to, which was always um, to come up behind me 
and just take his hand and like grab me on top of the head and start moving it. And he'd say, you know what that is? I'd say, nope. And he'd say, it's a brain sucker. Do you know what he's doing? Nope. Starving to death, yeah. (laughs) And the amount of times that I heard that joke. Oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) But my personal personal dad joke, the one that I will... I have gone to time and time again. And, like, if I ever have kids, it's the one I'm going to... eh, Actually, now that I think about it, probably not a good one for little kids. Uh, (laughs) Um... But it will be my... It is, it is my go-to joke. Um, hey, James. Do you know what the sex... What? Do you know what the sexiest farm animal is? What? Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow? Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so stupid, but I love it. Oh, yeah, that... I, I say that too often. I I like to use it on Charlotte in very very serious moments, and I don't I don't need to actually pull the punchline at all anymore. Just, hey, what's the sexiest fire animal? Shut up! Don't don't say it. <laughs> um, then three days later, in a very serious moment, you just lean over to her and be like, "Brown chicken, brown cow." <laughs> Yes. Uh, okay. That's yeah. I I wanted to touch on dad jokes because it's just such a major part of dad culture, if that's a thing. Um. So we got a couple of questions here, um, and they kind of go hand in hand, actually. So first off, uh, Jeremy Janes asked us, uh who our favorite TV dad is? Mm. It's hard to narrow it down because there's so many great, like, classic TV dads. I have I have two that are coming to mind right now. Same. Actually, well... I'm going to say a father... And a father figure. Okay. Okay. Uh, a father, I'm gonna say, is uh, one I actually have tattooed on my arm. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Abraham Simpson. Of course, of course. What's the? Because I mean, he's not always the best father, but I mean, like he does look out for Homer. Yeah. Uh... And I mean. He, he was a single father for much of Homer's life. Yeah. Uh, uh, what What is the quote you have on that tattoo? Uh, I have Abe on fire from Treehouse of Horror 13 with like a log in his lap from the fireplace and it says, I'm still cold. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, that always gets me. Uh, Actually, I just thought of a third one. Okay. 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 Go for it. So, Abe Simpson. Yep. Master Splinter. Master Splinter. Nice. Yeah. Single father raising four teenage boys. Yep. Yep. 
Not an easy task. No? Okay. And a father figure who wasn't actually the father, but stepped in when the father wasn't there. Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Because he, like, he raised Gohan. Yeah. For a long time, Goku was dead. Yeah, that's fair. And he trained Gohan, and, like, him and Goku used to be, like, mortal enemies. And then, you know, he stepped in and helped raise his son. And then he ended up sacrificing himself for Gohan. Yeah. When fighting Nappa. And then, like, like they had some moments over the years. And then even when Gohan grows up and has a kid of his own, Pan. Yeah. In some of the newer uh, Dragon Ball Z animated movies and stuff like that. Like, when they're at Bulma's birthday, everyone's, like, partying and everything like that. And you could see um, Piccolo off in the corner with his cape and his turban on, like, sat there, like, kind of looking like he's brooding in the corner. But he's rocking Pan's bassinet with his foot. Yeah. So, like, even after, like, the kid who he was a father figure to grows up and has kids of his own, he's still kind of acting like a bit of a grandfather figure, even though Goku's back in the picture at this point. Yeah. So I, I definitely got to give props to Piccolo. Plus, Piccolo's always been one of my favorite DBZ characters. Nice. Um, if either of our dads are listening, they have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no. Um, no clue. I've got two quick uh, favorite TV dads one animated one live action um, you, you could probably expect if you listen to this or you know me at all Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers is one of my favorite TV dads one of my favorite TV characters I just love everything about Bob um, like I don't know how popular Bob's Burgers is amongst our audience but Bob Belcher, he like he's not the like the typical sitcom dad that is not the smartest or uh, is a constant sort of fuck up. He is very supportive. He is constantly working to give his kids whatever he can, and he I like how he just sort of goes with the flow of the ridiculous stuff his family manages to come up with. Uh, and secondly, uh, from Frasier, Martin Crane, the father of Niles and Frasier, um, because I love that uh, I love that relationship of like you guys have really nothing in common, but you're family and you love each other, and that like defines that show. The difference between uh, Frazier's life and Martin's, uh, you know the the uh, ex cop who enjoys sitting in his recliner and drinking a beer versus the high class uh, therapist who enjoys a cocktail and you know, like like that that kind of defines the humor of that show and their relationship. And uh, I just want to say R.I.P. to Mr. John Mahoney passed away. Back in February, the actor who played Martin Crane. Fantastic actor. 
Um, and that that's th- those are my favorite TV dads for sure. Um, so the next question might be a little hard to kind of do on a whim. Uh, Matt Pike wants to know the what the best advice we ever got or the best lesson we ever learned from a TV dad is. Best lesson we've ever learned from a TV dad? Yeah. I do have something here in case you need a second. Um, the advice Abe Simpson gave Homer on his wedding day, if you ever travel back in time, don't touch anything. <laughs> That's really good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect, actually. Uh also, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to know. I mean, you've got to be self-aware, right? you got to know your limits. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be realistic here. Yeah. Um, I have a quote here. I had to get the exact quote because I wouldn't remember the exact wording. Um, to go back to Fraser again here, uh, Martin Crane, he, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I just love this advice. He says, remember to always work hard and that family comes first. And I have a million bucks in unmarked bills that I took off a drug dealer that I've stashed in my old army footlocker. The combination is left 15, right 32, left, and, and then he pretends to die. Uh, <laughs> I Yeah, that, that's the best advice I could come up with. Which, I mean, at, at first glance it's a funny joke, but like... Realistically, it, it is that seriousness, like the serious lesson of like, you know, be good to people, um, love your family and make sure what's important, but also always have a sense of humor about things, which is basically how I live my life. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that is it for the Father's Day mailbag. Uh, thanks to Matt and Jeremy for sending those questions in and uh, I guess we can get into the the bulk of this episode our, our main section um, and this was the idea that like really set off the idea of doing this episode like uh, I reached out to you my god what was that like three or four months ago maybe I don't, I don't remember how long ago it was, and I asked you what you would think of doing a Father's Day episode, mostly because I would really like to have something that, like, our dads could listen to and have an, a fucking clue what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So, we decided to run with that, and... What we're going to do now is we each talked to our dads and got their top three movies of all time. Did, did you watch them all? I did not. No? Um, I called dad and I was talking to him for a little bit and then I threw you know this in at the end of the conversation. Yep. And he didn't really give me three specific movies okay he says you know really hard for him to nail down like his three favorite movies ever yeah so he just gave me three 
types of movies that he really enjoys. Okay, yeah. He's enjoyed since he was a young man, and he still enjoys to this day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I sent that question to Dad, like, I don't know, a couple of days after me and you were chatting, he sent me, like, six or seven lists because he was like, this one, no, no, this one. Actually, I think, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, he, he narrowed it down, I think, within a couple of days, and he's been pretty consistent with it since then. Uh, I managed to watch the ones I hadn't already seen, so I have, like, a, you know, a bit to say about it, but uh, I guess you want to go back and forth on it? Uh, we can just, one of us do our list and then the other one do their list. Sure. Uh, do you want me to start this or? Doesn't matter to me. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Well, uh, the movies my father gave to me in no particular order. Okay. Um, dad said he's a really big fan of old spaghetti westerns. Oh, yeah. Um, he said, like, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood movies from back in the day, like, yeah. he enjoyed those when they were first coming out, and some of those movies, like, you know, he still watches them to this day. Yeah. I, I like, would, years later. I would imagine, like, the, uh, the Man With No Name trilogy, uh, Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, all those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were probably the first ones he mentioned. Okay, yeah. Um, another group of movies that I know my father enjoys, because we've watched them numerous times, and these are ones that I've actually seen. Okay. Uh, my father enjoys the James Bond. Oh. James Bond, yeah. Um. I don't know if he has a favorite Bond. I didn't ask him. Okay, yeah. Uh, I recently uh, bought all of the Bond movies on DVD, minus the Timothy Dalton ones and the George Lazenby movie. Okay, yeah. Just because I couldn't find those. Mm. But, yeah. I'm also, like my father, a huge Bond fan. Okay, okay, okay. Quick tangent, because, uh, as everybody knows, these episodes always have tangents. Do you have a, yeah. fa- do you have a favorite Bond? I've been really enjoying the Daniel Craig one. Oh yeah? Okay. Um I find in some of the other Bond movies, like while Bond does get trapped and, you know busted at the last minute after the villain monologues his plan, they still like you don't see any of the Bonds be as vulnerable as Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, uh, not Spectre, Skyfall. Yes. Where he gets shot, and then, like, he's drinking, and he comes back, and he fails his physical tests and everything, and like M just doesn't tell him that he failed his test. So like 
we see a Bond who's vulnerable and like weakened, and while he's doing his tests, like he puts on this brave face for the guys doing the test, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll pick it up a little bit later." And the second they leave the room, like he collapses, and he's like struggling to catch his breath. Like you don't see quite that level of vulnerability with some of the other bonds. Yeah. And Daniel Craig, like, there's parts where, like, he's got the scruff and he's just, like, hitting the bottle hard or, like, like that torture scene between Bond and Lashif. Yeah. And he, you could tell he's in, like, immense pain, but then, like, he's still just, like, goading the villain being, like, the whole world is going to know that you died scratching my balls. Wow. Yeah. Like, that and, like, they were all obviously in good shape, but Daniel Craig is the most physical specimen we've seen from a Bond. Yeah. And he doesn't have, like, the generic, like, classic six-pack abs, but, like... He's still very muscular. Okay, yeah. And so it is believable that he could do a lot of these things. Especially, like, the running, the parkour, the fight scenes. Like, I don't know, it's a bit more believable that Daniel Craig would do those things than Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... At the moment, I'm going to have to say Daniel Craig, but, I mean, I might pop on the Sean Connery collection later on yeah. and might have a different answer for you in 12 hours' time. Nice. The uh, the Bond movies and, like, just spy movies in general is something we haven't touched on at all, and we definitely should get around to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh I don't have as much experience with the Bond movies. Like I, I'm, I mean, I've I've seen a, quite a few of them, uh, but I think Pierce Brosnan is just like my automatic answer because I was raised in the nineties. Uh, yeah. Like when I see Sean Connery, the first thing that comes to mind is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, even before <laughs> uh, Bond. See, for me, I think it's like the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, like there are. There are other things that come to mind, but with Pierce Brosnan, I look at him and I'm like, oh, James Bond is singing ABBA songs. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, like, and I never really got into Roger Moore, but I think I'm just, I've just watched the wrong movies, because I've heard his are pretty hit or miss. Yeah. See, that's how I feel about the Brosnan Bond. Oh, like. yeah. No, like... Uh, I, I will not say that Pierce Brosnan has the best Bond movies. I, I think GoldenEye is fantastic, but GoldenEye is fantastic. Um, what's the second one? Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, I don't remember the order. There's Tomorrow Never Dies, Die Another Day, and there's another. The world one. is not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, the first two Brosnan Bonds I like, and I feel, but I feel like. With the four Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, like, GoldenEye is so good, but they get weaker as they go on. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I, one of the best stories as far as Bond movies. Go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Once we like, I feel like we're gonna do a Bond slash spy movie episode. So I'll dig a little bit deeper into what I think, like my favorite versus like the best story versus best villain. Yeah. In Bond movies are then, but I, I could spend an episode talking about this. Definitely. Slash, we could also, uh, for that episode, after like, cause you know, we'll do this in a bit, give you a chance to review them a bit, yeah. rewatch some. Yeah. We could also uh, pick a Bond movie that could be rebooted. Yeah. Or redone. Even if they do it with a female Bond. That's like, true. What's just like story was, you know, older yeah. Bond movie deserves a remake. Yeah. Because they are talking about doing a female Bond, and I'm fairly certain that I've heard rumors that uh, Gillian Anderson from the X Files. Oh might shit! Be, That'd be so good. Oh, now. Man. Like I said, that's just rumors that I've heard. Yeah. But, you know, when I heard those rumors, I got super hopeful. Yeah. I, lo- I love the X-Files. be a badass Bond. Yeah. I, I fucking love the X-Files. And it seems like every time we, we talk about one thing, we go to, like, five other things that we've never touched on. And the X-Files yeah. is another fucking deep well. The X-Files... Surprisingly, and I have no idea why, I haven't watched a lot of X-Files. Yeah. It's it's just, like, I love the format of that show. I love, I don't know, there's something that just, it just, I don't know how to put it. Putting on an episode of the X-Files is just like a warm blanket. Like, <laughs> it is so comforting for, for me for some reason. Which is probably that theme song is just what is that? The X Files theme song. Oh yeah. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> getting a little off topic of the 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 yeah. dad stuff here. You got uh, one more. Yeah. Um. He said that uh, when in the late '60s he was a really big fan of. Paul Newman films like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, he was in Cool Hand Luke. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he didn't give me a movie for that one, but he he gave me two genres and an actor. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Paul Newman. I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right guy here. Um. Uh... That is that is the main guy from Slapshot, right? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Newman, Reg Dunlop. Okay, if 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 it's the guy from Slapshot, I'm I'm down. I don't know how much of his movies I've seen, but Slapshot is just fucking perfect. I love that movie. Yep, you're thinking of the right guy. Yeah. Reg Dunlop and the Hanson Brothers. Um, the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> Man. 
I love the names in that movie. Like, uh, let me see. There's some really good ones here. Killer Carlson and Reg Dunlop. And oh, there is Ogie Oglethorpe. <laughs> oh, man. Mo Wanchuk. Man, like, <laughs> uh, good old hockey names. You know, one of the guys who um, plays one of the three Hanson brothers. Yep. His last name actually is Hanson. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy, well, okay, Steve Hansen is played by a guy named Steve Carlson. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hansen is played by Jeff Carlson. Of course. And Jack Hansen is played by David Hansen. So the one that doesn't use his <laughs> real first name is using his real last name. Nice. Bit of a, uh, that's actually a pretty good segue because that one did not make Dad's list, but I definitely think it's got to be like a top ten pick. Plus, uh, the two Hanson brothers who aren't actually Hansons are brothers. <laughs> that's that's weirdly specific. <laughs> um, there, there's a little bit of slap shot trivia for you. There you go. Uh, so. When I first, t- are you you're you don't have anything else to touch on, do you? No, I'm I'm good to move on to your father's list. Okay, uh, so when I first uh, asked Dad, I assumed I was probably getting a western, I was probably getting a martial arts film, and I was probably getting a war movie, and I was like two thirds right. I was so close. Um, <laughs> And um, so I'm, I'm going to touch on the, the last one and apparently his number one movie of all time. I was a little surprised by because we'd never talked about it. But um, he's, he's got his number one and then he's got the other two in no particular order. So uh, first off, the 1993 Western Tombstone. Um do you know any, do you know anything about this movie? Um, it's been a while since I've even heard of anyone talk about this movie. I I knew literally nothing. I knew it was a western, and I had heard of the name. Um, and I watched it, and surprisingly, I think this might be my favorite movie of the three. Like, I'm not a big Western guy, but this is an insanely good movie. Um, let me just let me just list off the cast here. Uh, and every time you think it's done, it's it's like no, not even close. We got Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday, and honestly, like. I, I knew Val Kilmer was like, yeah, sure, he could act, but I didn't know he could act this well. Like, this is, like, Oscar-worthy acting, for sure. Uh, Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp, and classic, uh, cl- classic Kurt Russell. Uh, Sam Elliott is in this as Virgil Earp. Uh, Bill Paxton from Aliens fame as Morgan Earp 
We got uh, Stephen Lang, you might know from Avatar and a couple other things. Charlton Heston shows up. Uh, fucking Jason Priestley from, uh, what was it, uh, Beverly Hills 90210? Yep. Billy Bob Thornton is in this. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not done. I, I, there's more. Billy Zane is in it. Uh, let's see, Michael Rooker, aka Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, is in this. The Rook. We got uh, Thomas Hayden Church from. I'm trying to think of something other than Spider-Man Three because he's actually done good stuff, but like I, nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> and. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh, what was it called? Oh, uh, Sideways. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 wine movie, right? Yeah. It was a good movie. Um, and there's a couple other people like uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost, and um, let me see, Powers Booth, who is best known for oh, what is he known for? He's known for a show, uh, Deadwood. Got one of the guys from Deadwood. But, like, the cast is insane. Like, all those people show up in this movie, and they all get, like, not not a lot of screen time, but, like, they get their due diligence, and they get, like, great scenes. Um, so, just to quickly talk about the movie, like, the story is Wyatt Earp and his brothers move to this town and basically like Wyatt Earp is like okay I'm I'm done with this martial business I gotta retire I gotta settle down and just make some money and they move to this town and the town is run rampant by this gang and basically uh, Wyatt's hand is forced because uh, I was gonna say spoiler alert but this movie's from 1993 so uh one of his brothers is killed and then he goes on a bloody rampage and uh, just completely destroys the whole gang and like it is just such a good movie like some of the greatest gunfights I've ever seen the acting like like there's so many like of those intense stare down conversations of just people trying to in like out intimidate the other and it is insanely good like I I've never seen a western I've enjoyed this much at all that's awesome I know like it's it's a really good movie and it holds up so well like I mean, it's like 25 years old wait is that right 25 yeah 25 years old and um like just the Honestly, what I can't get over is Val Kilmer. I never knew I could be so enthralled by a Val Kilmer performance. But he plays, like, uh, Doc Holliday, who is this alcoholic sharpshooter who uh, plays cards and swindles people, but is also, like, really sick because he is just absolutely, like killing his body with the amount of alcohol he's putting into him and he like he his condition gets worse throughout the movie but he is still like giving these sharp lines even though he looks like he's half in the grave 
and man, such a good movie. Um, so if you haven't checked out the new uh, the new blockbuster hit Tombstone, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do recommend that. Um, yeah, go go check out your your local uh, cinema. They might they might still be showing it. Who knows? Um, so that was the western. Got that out of the way. The martial arts movie, of course, is a Bruce Lee movie. Um, it's not what you would expect. It is not Enter the Dragon. It is, uh, and this is this is interesting. Dead to Game of death. No, no. Uh, this is very interesting. It is technically, as Dad called it, the Chinese Connection. Nice. Which is really like I was so confused looking up this movie. So let me let me explain. Um, it is technically currently titled Fist of Fury. Um, what happened was back in let me see the timeline here. We're looking at the seventies. Uh, they made two movies. There was The Fist of Fury and The Big Boss. Two yeah. two totally different Bruce Lee movies. Um, one a revenge tale. One is more involved in, uh, I believe it's got something to do with dr- drug smuggling or something like that. Um, so what they meant to do was release The Big Boss in the U.S., under the name The Chinese Connection because they wanted to play off of the Gene Hackman movie The French Connection and okay. they wanted to like you know like uh, use that to maybe sell more tickets but they made a fuck up and accidentally like literally just completely by mistake released Fist of Fury as The Chinese Connection in the US and it was referred to as the Chinese Connection until 2005, and that was when they were like, "Actually, this was a mistake." So now uh, they switched it back to uh, Fist of Fury. Uh, meanwhile, the Big Boss was like, since they accidentally already used the title of the Chinese Connection, they released the Big Boss as Fist of Fury. So the movie everyone thought was Fist of Fury up until 13 years ago is now The Big Boss and the movie everyone called The Chinese Connection is now Fist of Fury. So there's three titles and only two movies and it's very confusing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Though. I know. I love that they just like instead of being like, "Oh, we made a mistake, let's roll with it." No, let's <laughs> let's actually correct our mistake like multiple decades too late um so if you're wondering which movie i'm talking about it is the i guess currently titled fist of fury i'm still calling it chinese connection for dad's sake because i mean he watched it when it came out that was what it was called when it came out so he's not wrong uh and it is the movie uh based around bruce lee's character uh chen jen and the killing of his martial arts teacher and basically a war that ensues between two schools and it's like the Japanese school is 
discriminating against the Chinese school and like just straight up like threatening them and attacking them and having their teacher killed and uh, I, I noticed a trend here. Dad likes movies where this guy who is quiet and dangerous uh, his hand is forced and he has to go on a rampage. <laughs> So, uh, much like Tombstone, uh, Chen Jin goes absolutely fucking berserk and just kicks the shit out of everybody in sight. And, uh, it's a fucking great movie. Like, very classic Bruce Lee. Have you seen this one? Yeah. I kind of figured. I know you're, you're big on Bruce Lee as well, right? Yeah, it... I need to go back and rewatch a bunch of them. I have a bunch of them here on DVD, and I just—it's been a while since I've watched them because I've been so busy fucking watching everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to watch more. Like I've seen a handful now, but this is the first one I've seen in a while now. And um, man, like some of the fight scenes near the end, there, there's a, a really, really good sword versus nunchucks fight I, I don't remember the name of the uh, the enemy he's fighting I, I can't like I couldn't keep track of a lot of the enemy's names because they're not really that important it's more so like hey here's another guy that Bruce Lee is probably going to kick the shit out of enjoy it um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was it was a really good movie and this was my first time watching this one uh Man, Bruce Lee was just the best. Like nobody, nobody did martial arts quite as well. Well, I mean, the dude lived and breathed it. Yeah, like he—he he was a true student. He would—he would actually sit down, and he had like films of boxing matches. Yeah. And he would sit down and he would watch them forward and in reverse. He would watch the bo- Western boxing matches on a little projector, like fucking thing, in reverse in his house. And he would have like buckets of sand next to his chair and he would thrust his fist into buckets of sand and gravel to harden up his fist. Jesus. While studying boxing matches forwards and backwards just to pick apart technique and learn how to be a better fighter. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it really makes you wonder, like, what else he would have done if he hadn't died so young. Really, though? Yeah, like, I mean, the legacy this man left, and he died, like, what, in his 30s? Yep. Like, pretty young. Uh, and, like, I mean, he has... I, I, not even just movies. Like, like he has classic movies, yes. I, I, I'd be curious to see what other movies he went with. But, like, where else he his career would have taken him? You know what I mean? Um, well, he was three years older than I am now when he died. Yeah. It's crazy. Just to think about, like, 
the legacy he left, compare that to like where I'm at in my life. Like I'm happy with my life. I'm I live a comfortable life. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with how my life has ended up. But to think like have that kind of legacy at the age I'm at right now is staggering. Yeah. Like no doubt. I mean uh I'm 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 a few years younger than you now, but like uh not to get morbid, but like no doubt if either one of us were to die, there there is uh, a legacy. There like you know, there were people would be people to mourn us, people to miss us. But not to the point of our names being synonymous with martial arts. Like, yeah, it, it's hard to. I mean, there's fucking Pokemon named after the dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to even mention martial arts without talking about Bruce Lee. Right. Like Gen One, one of the original fighting type Pokemon, Hitmon Lee. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. Like, okay, we're in agreement here. Bruce Lee, um, the greatest or most famous or most accomplished martial artist of all time, probably, right? Yep. Yep. Who's number two? It's hard not to give that one to Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, okay. uh, Chow Yun-Fat. Yeah. They're all contenders for that. Uh, Chuck Norris would be a contender. Yep. Um, he's not as famous, but like Scott Atkins has a tremendous filmography of martial arts films. Yep. Uh, um, Tony Jaa. Uh, what's his name? Is it Michael J. White? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Statham. There's a lot. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I feel like number two would have to go to Jackie Chan. But the thing is. Because, like, the number of movies Jackie Chan put oh, out. Oh, yeah. And doing all of his own stunts and everything like that. Like, the dude was bananas. Yeah. I've, I've actually seen way more Jackie Chan than Bruce Lee and not just in the sense of like yeah Jackie Chan has more movies he's gotten into the mainstream more but like I've seen way more of his original like uh, Chinese films than Bruce Lee's like I remember I grew up on Rumble in the Bronx Uh, there was Rush Hour I'm talking even like pre-Rush Hour but yes Rush Hour was like one of the first big big ones right um, one second now. I, I there were like a handful of really early ones that I watched a lot as a kid. Uh, Super Cop was another one. Nice. And whoa, what was the other one called? Uh, I cannot come up with it here. Um, I remember those two for sure. Mister Nice Guy. There you go. Nice. Yeah, those three. Like, constantly. And I... Um, 
there were a lot of Jet Li movies I was a huge fan of when I was younger. Okay. There was a period of time in my early teens where Jet Li was my favorite actor. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know much. Jet Li. Around the time you know, like um, Romeo Must Die, yeah. The One, yeah. Kiss of the Dragon, and Unleashed. Okay. Yeah. 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 But particularly Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah. That movie was my favorite movie for a short period and made Jet Li my favorite actor for a short period. That's awesome. I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Oh, it's good. Um, Romeo Must Die, I'll still watch from time to time. The one is a little campy to me now. Okay, yeah. But it does deal with like a multiverse type thing. Like if you can get past like the dated special effects of the movie, then you know it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, Cradle to the Grave is a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With DMX. With DMX. Yeah. And yeah. Tom Arnold. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one I said? Uh, Kiss the Dragon, Romeo Must Die, The One, Unleashed. Unleashed. Did you ever see that one? I honestly can't remember. Like, uh, uh, Bob Hoskins is in it. Bob Hoskins? Yeah, and Morgan Freeman. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Basically, um, you should check it out, but Bob Hoskins plays like this lone shark. Of course, yeah. And he has... Jet Li, who, like, he basically raised as a kid, like, raised from childhood to just be an attack dog, basically. And Jet Li wears this collar, and while the collar's on, like, it's not anything technological, just purely psychological thing. Mm. But while the collar's on, he's just, like, just staring at the floor, just doing what he's told. Like, you could smack him and smack him across the head, calm him down to the dirt, he will not budge. Yeah. He'll just like, you just say to him, like, walk over there, and he'll just walk over there, but the second the collar comes off, he attacks whatever is in front of him. So basically, like, Bob Hoskins is just, like, dragging him around and, like, just like, oh, you owe me a debt. You can't pay it? Pulls the collar off Danny. And... Danny attacks, but then like the two of them get separated during like a deal gone bad type thing, and he's never known like a loving family. And then he gets brought, like he gets found by a blind Morgan Freeman, who like treats him with like dignity and respect and like teaches him to play the piano and like actually like treats him like there there's a good example for our father's day episode he acts like a real father figure <laughs> to this guy Wait. and shows him like you're more than just an attack dog like you are a person you are intelligent you are capable of doing so much more and it's actually a really good movie nice yeah, you should definitely check it out. 
Yeah. Um, well, uh, perfect segue here. Wait a, uh, speaking of Morgan Freeman, Dad's number <laughs> number one movie of all time, apparently, is The Shawshank Redemption. Nice. Uh, which I had no idea at all. Uh, this was the only one of the three that I had seen prior to doing this. Um, I mean, it's 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 a classic, right? Like, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone speak poorly of the Shawshank Redemption. Like, I don't. Are you a fan or? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I mean, I didn't dislike it last time I saw it. Just, again, not one of those movies that I tend to go back to yeah. when I want to watch something. But, like, have you ever heard anyone say, I fucking hate the Shawshank Redemption? Never. No, like, like it's, a, it's like a foreign sentence. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um... Shawshank Redemption, if you don't know, based on a short story by Stephen King, um, and tells the tale of Andy Dufresne, uh, sentenced to prison for a crime he did not commit, and uh, his brilliant secret escape plan, and his befriending of, uh, let me get the, the character's name here, it's Red, uh, I forget the last name. Uh, Red, played by Morgan Freeman. Um, but, like, you've got a lot of, like, really good character actors showing up in here. Like, Clancy Brown is in there, and uh, William Sadler, and uh, let me see, Jeffrey DeMunn from Walking Dead, those guys. Um, I, it's just, it's, a, it's another one of those, like, super comforting movies that, like, it's one of those things you'd be flicking through the channels and see it on and be like, yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. Um, and again, it's another one of those stories of like uh, a guy who was just minding his own business and forced into some shit he didn't want any part of. Which, it seems like uh, I've what I've gathered through this list is Dad loves a good underdog, much like myself. <laughs> um... And, like, the the love and admiration for uh, Stephen King's work is very clear in this one, mostly because uh, it's directed by a guy named Frank Darabont, and Frank Darabont is the director of Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, and The Mist, all Stephen King movies. So, like, obviously, he's a fan of the guy's work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting because like I've never heard Dad talk about the movie, but there was no question. He was like, "This one is number one." There's no question at all. And like I was expecting a war movie in there. I wasn't sure what war movie exactly, but um, it, like, it makes sense now because I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course." Dad's a fan of Shawshank Redemption. Like it, it's exactly the kind of movie he would enjoy. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's my dad's top three, and your your dad's top three ish uh, sort of types of movies. Um. Yeah, this was this was pretty cool. I I really enjoyed doing this. Yeah, it was a fun one. 
Yeah, it, like I really, I really enjoyed like, like because we we do lists and rankings of our own personal favorite stuff all the time, so it's really fun to take like take that same style and, and uh, just put it like like uh, lost for words here. Uh, take the favorites of somebody else, especially I mean our dads, you know the the men who helped raise us and and uh, make us who we are. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, and I guess that is pretty much it for this episode. A little bit shorter than some home, but oh yeah, well like, we got a little bit more to touch on here. Like uh, I think feel like we should get into uh, something I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, and that is that this is our mid-season finale. Um, taking a cue from like modern TV shows that take the mid-season breaks, and that's just because I'm getting married in a few weeks, um, and so. We've decided to take July off, basically. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back. I would I would imagine pretty early on in August. Um, but we have a lot of other stuff that we're working on. Um, Plus, uh, Luke Cage season two is up now. Yes, yes, it is. I so, for, I forgot about it. I forgot that it was coming. So I was getting ready for bed last night. And I was like, "It's four a.m. Like I gotta go to bed. I don't have time to watch this right now." And then I woke <laughs> up today, and it was beautiful out. And I was like, "All right, well, I'm recording with Ryan at three. That gives me two hours to enjoy the outdoors before I come home and record." Yeah. And to be honest, tonight I, I'm like, as soon as we're done recording, my plan is to eat and maybe go for a run to enjoy some more outdoors and maybe go check out The Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Um, Incredibles 2, Jurassic World 2 tomorrow. So, you know what? Speaking of Luke Cage, Incredibles 2, Jurassic World 2, all that, I haven't actually told you, James, what our next episode is going to be. But I might as well just tell you now. It's it's no big surprise or anything. In August, we're going to come back and we're going to do a summer wrap-up episode to touch on everything that we missed. Those uh, those two movies, that TV show, uh, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be coming out. Uh, yep. The Stephen King TV series, Castle Rock, is going to be out at that point. Uh, there's a couple other little things. And... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be that like touching on all the news, all the reviews, everything that we missed on in you know the month ish that we're gone. I'm just gonna review your wedding. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> maybe save the criticism for like private, but. Um, <laughs> I don't like the story was great, but I, I wasn't convinced by the acting at all. <laughs> uh, and that musical number that was weird. Uh, so we're coming back in August for uh, a huge one of the fight scenes. <laughs> yeah, 
Like they were brilliantly choreographed. I I don't know. Like they were given their vows, and it was touching and all, but like there was just too much CGI. I like I. <laughs> it just looked fake to me. Like. <laughs> The the special effects were a little over the top. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, the lightsaber sounds kind of drowned out the vows <laughs> a little bit. It was distracting. I hope we get a sequel. Um. <laughs> 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 uh. Yep. Oh, my. Best horror movie I saw all summer. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, um. Getting married in a few weeks, so that's definitely something we're gonna have to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh man! Um, so stay tuned. Uh, there's gonna be more coming out on the channel and more from Jedi Dropouts Productions before then. But this is the the, the mid season finale of this podcast. Uh, we got an episode of Final Form coming out next week, I believe. Uh, probably going to do another little news episode at some point. You've got your streams every Sunday, is it? I'm aiming for every Sunday from 3 to 5. Awesome. It might run a little bit longer than 5 if I have nothing else to do, but like if I have to work or if I have plans or something like that, then I'll cut it off at 5. If I have more freedom, then, hell, maybe I'll go to, like, 7, 7.30 if people are watching. Awesome. I, uh, right now, I'm sticking with um, the randomized games of A Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, One-hit kill mode was very frustrating last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just do a regular, just randomized game tomorrow uh, I should probably tell that story real quick uh, last week uh, oh yeah yeah I, I, there was almost an opportunity for me to uh, walk in in the middle of your stream and I was tempted but at the same time I was like, ah, I don't know if his door's locked. Uh, I, like, it's only gonna be funny if I can walk in without you knowing. And so it didn't work out. But uh, if I ever get the opportunity, I will definitely just walk in in the middle of that stream. I, I wouldn't have known how to react. Yeah. Come <laughs> in. I would have just assumed it was Emily coming home on her lunch break. Yeah. Exactly. And so I wouldn't have thought anything of it for her to just, like, come upstairs and just, like, poke her head in and say hello. So, like, hearing the door open behind me, I would have just been like, hey. <laughs> and until I seen, like, in the camera, it was you behind me, I would have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, one of these days. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got your streams. Uh, you got your YouTube reaction videos you've been doing. Yeah, and I... I'm planning on doing a few now over the weekend uh, because I hadn't had a chance to do those in the last couple of days. So uh, Creed 2, I'm going to react to the trailer. Um, the sequel to Unfriended. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, or a movie that I really wasn't a fan of, but 
someone sent me the link to the trailer, so I'm going to do a reaction to it. Awesome. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. I was a fan. Bengals in the same day. Yeah, good call. Uh, I keep sending you anytime I, I uh, see something that I feel like maybe appeals to you. Oh, oh, this is one. Uh, here, I'm gonna recommend it to you on air, so you're gonna be held Ooh. you're gonna be held accountable to it. Have you seen the trailer for a movie called Welcome to Marwin? I haven't even heard of that. Okay, it's weird. It's not really like your typical up your alley. I just really want to see your reaction to what that movie is. <laughs> it's it looks it looks great. It looks fun, but it looks fucking bonkers. Uh, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, I just looked down, so I have it here on my notepad that's right next to my computer. So. Okay. It, all I'm going to say is Steve Carell is in it, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, it's the guy who made uh, Roger Rabbit and Back to the Future. Dick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, stay tuned for some reaction videos, your Twitch streams. Uh, oh, and also, uh, just yesterday, I released my first uh, Jedi Dropouts one-shot episode, which uh, was, I sat down with Megan Bateman, and we talked about The Office for like over an hour, and uh, I'm looking at doing more of those. Something I want to clarify for anyone who is confused at all by the term one-shot it is not like an Eminem reference or anything. Uh, it uh, in comic books, you'll often get like an oversized issue that has one self-contained story. It's not like issue two or like part three or four. It is this is the issue that is the whole story and that is it. And they call that a one shot. And that's just where I got that idea. So uh, this is open for. For you as well, James, if you ever, like, if there's someone you want to sit down and have a conversation with or just something you want, feel like talking about for a half hour, 40 minutes, uh, yeah, it's, 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 this is just a, a term, like a banner to use for anything we can't fit into our continued podcast. And I've got, like, a handful of people I've been talking to about sitting down for similar conversations about their fandoms and just just the shit that they love uh so more of that will be coming probably not until august or so anyway but uh that is all coming we got a lot coming in the pipeline and we have some interesting news i don't know you want to reveal it yet or do you want to wait on that no we can we can do it now yeah okay uh if you're talking about what i think you're talking about i almost said it like a minute ago when we were talking about things we were going to be okay. doing in the near future. Okay. If we're on the same page here. If yeah. Our, I, I think so. Only cutting in. Yeah. Um, we paid implants ages ago. <laughs> um, who You want to reveal it or you want me to like... This is, I'll let you, just in case we're not on the same page. Here. I would. I think we are. I. I. It's the biggest thing we've done yet. Yeah. Uh, Jedi dropouts are proud to announce they will be at uh, the 2018 Atlanticon in Cornerbrook. 
-hmm. We're going to have a table there. Uh, We don't know exactly what we're going to have at the table yet. we got some ideas floating around. Maybe a physical manifestation of the mailbag. Um, a couple other little things, probably some giveaways and stuff. We're going to be interviewing people. We're going to be all over the place at Atlanticon, um, and I can't wait. I I'm excited for this. I I definitely think we will have a physical mailbag there, where we will have like a box and pieces of paper where you can write down questions and like put them in the box and we will answer them down the road on air yeah I actually I think I'm gonna try my best to make it look like an actual mailbag because that'll be fun uh, get like a big burlap sack or something <laughs> uh, so yeah that is coming uh, September 28th uh, that weekend in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Um, yeah, that's the big news. And they are first of any convention appearance. Hopefully, yeah. Like that is the plan now. Because um, I mean, the the island is getting like way more of these. You got Sci-Fi on the Rock in St. John's, and yeah. what's the what's the other one um, in Central? I can't remember, but there's one in Central, but it's the same weekend as your wedding. Yeah. Is, and we only just found out about it, which yeah. is why, like, you know, this one is not a go for us. Yeah. Uh, Gander is a grandfather. I think it's Gander. I think it's Gander. Gander Geek Fest? Am I right there? Am I hitting a mark, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so... Who knows if that if that works out and they get a good crowd there, they'll keep that going. Maybe we'll start making some more appearances at these things and maybe have like merch down the road. I don't. Who knows? Who knows what this could lead to? I don't think we're gonna have merchandise for oh, September. No, no, no. Definitely, I think we may. Yeah. Um, also, if there's any uh, questions, content you'd like to see from us. At the convention, anything you'd like to ask uh, the people we interview, like let us know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything that we can bring to you guys from the convention to, you know, make this podcasting experience even better for you guys. That's what we're here for. I th- I thought we were here to just be like eternally amateur <laughs> and to, to to make sure we do our best to do our worst <laughs> that, that's a good tagline Jedi dropouts we do our best to do our worst there you go put that on a t-shirt uh, <laughs> okay if we were to put that on a t-shirt we would have to buy like one of those packs of just like generic white undershirts at Walmart and write it on there ourselves with Sharpies. <laughs> yeah. Because if we got a shirt that said that professionally made, yeah, you know, it would kind of be defeating the purpose. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point there. Um, so, 
<laughs> something else I realized uh, we're probably going to have to maybe eventually get to in the summer recap is your review of Solo because we're a Star Wars based podcast that totally forgot to talk about the new Star Wars movie that's true <laughs> we, again we do our best to do our worst uh, yep so I guess that is it for today uh, thank you all for listening uh, very much appreciate it as always you can find other episodes of Jedi Dropouts Final Form and everything else from Jedi Dropouts Productions over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com uh, we have retitled everything to Jedi Dropouts Productions the, the umbrella sort of podcasting network but I decided to keep the link the same because it rolls off the tongue now and I'm sure I would fuck it up if I changed it uh so jedidropouts.podbean.com you can always find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play and all those other places Um, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys in August and we'll be bringing some of that good pizza some of that good pizza yeah Uh, thank you all for dropping by and something something drop out later doing our Just do our worst.